Hello and welcome back. Oh, hey there. To the Rabbit House Games Podcast. It's us. We're continuing with our top 21 <laughs> of video games. Yeah. Back well, to that yeah. old business. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, obviously not a full uh, recap, uh, but uh, the past couple episodes we've been listing off uh, spots 21 through uh, 12. And we're going to do it some more. Well, I mean, we're going to continue past those yeah. numbers. We're not just going to rehash the same rehash. ones. You can listen to those episodes as many times as you want. Episode, but. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay, so uh, if we want to jump right in. Jump right in. Number 11, Resonance of Fate. A not on my list. criminally underrated... Uh, JRPG for the uh, uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. I have no idea what the story is. It is because I haven't played much of it. I've that played game. a lot of that so game, and the game. story is still. I've not finished it yet. Yeah. The story is still pretty obscure, but it's still cool. And then it yeah. has these main characters that genuinely feel like friends in like in like a kind of cool way. Um, but but mechanically, it is so fascinating. It completely it's reinvents. Super. Everything. Everything. The world map is a giant puzzle game, sort of. Yeah. The uh, hex based hex based <laughs> puzzle game. Um, the uh, combat system. Is, if you Unlike if you are if you are familiar with JRPG combat systems, it will not help you. No. Um, it's it's this weird sort of run and gun, but guns don't even work the way guns are supposed yeah, to work. I can't um, begin in the amount of time we have to explain the there, combat system. The to short you. the short version is there is no simple element of this game that hasn't been completely turned on its head and reimagined for the context of this video game, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's so bizarre. It's yeah. It is it's just special. It's it's one of those things that you could not have done on a like full AAA. Um, yeah, if you think you know what a JRPG is, <laughs> play you, Residents of Fate. I mean, you probably do because most of them are pretty similar, but they're not Residents yeah. of Fate. Just even just watching gameplay footage of a co- of a fight in Residents of Fate, you'll have no. Idea you'll be like, what going. the? And but like you'll you you'll be entertained though. Yeah. You'll have no idea what's going on, but yeah. it'll look no, it crazy. Looks flashy. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, I have no... Co- which is weird for us to have, like, no comment on the story, although we haven't really been commenting on narratives too much for Ah, which is a shame. Yeah. You probably should. But, I mean, we'll get there. Like, yeah. okay, so maybe we should because most of our story... Our, our series is probably going to be about narrative and game, but... Well, and uh, well, and part of what's so weird about Resonance of Fate to me is because I do need to finish it. It is so good. Um, and it's, obviously, it's in my top uh, it's difficult. 11 games. It is difficult. It is a very difficult game. It's Triace, which is my favorite developer, and they and they, their games are so hard. Um, but uh, they, um, one of the things about it is it feels like the story is going to pay off, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a dangerous thing to say. But like, it feels like we're getting this long kind of laying of groundwork for when the two stories really collide, but they haven't yet. Yeah. And I'm a long way into the game. <laughs> okay. So I guess my next one. Um, this is not really one game, because I couldn't pick one. But um, certain select from the franchise of Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, I figured Resident Evil would make an appearance at some point. Um, so, like, again, if you haven't listened to the other two episodes, just stop. Um, but I love horror games, and... Resident Evil popularized the survival horror game, and I love it. Oh, yeah, I specifically one, two, Code Veronica, four, and seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's, that's a fun list. Um, I'd add zero to that list. Uh, that I, I also need to. I need to. Zero. I need to get farther into it too. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, one and two. I could still replay one and two whenever and have a fun time. Yeah. I, I well okay. I made the mistake of trying because the remastered of one came or like yeah. the complete, they completely like redid it with modern graphics and everything. Yeah. If you don't know about this. Go, go play it. But um, I was like, I play Resident Evil all the time. I'm going to play this on hard. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um, they literally don't have enough ammo to kill everything. You have to learn how to knife kill. And knife killing is not fun. It's just tedious. So play Resident Evil on normal. I don't know. If you're into it, that's fine. Capcom makes hard games and if and when they make a hard mode they're not joking around yeah no just resident evil on normal is like the, a well-balanced mostly game in general yeah and then two was great introduced one of my favorite video game characters of all time claire redfield who is mysteriously badass for no reason and has never explained why she shows up on a motorcycle yeah like everyone else has like some sort of like training that made them badass she's just she's just chris's cool. sister <laughs> that's literally it okay um, but yeah, I love one, I love two. Code Veronica was great. It should have just been a main entry. Claire obviously is the main character, so that's what the... And if you want to see what Seven has to offer, go to our YouTube oh, yes, channel. Yes, where uh, Ian is playing I'm playing it in VR. VR. It's, uh, yeah, so, it's... I mean, everyone loves Four. I don't even need to talk about Four. Yeah, Four, four uh, Four's only downside is that it then kind of took the series in a little bit of an action-heavier direction. But you know what? I'm... As as objectively ridiculous as five and six are, because they are, um, they're ridiculous. playing them co op is fun. See, like it's I, not five was fun. I loved playing six co op. <laughs> I've played through six twice co op. I would do it again. I get with, the like, same. I get the same feeling from six as when I watch one of those beautifully bad movies. Oh, it's so much fun. It's the so... characters are enjoyable too in six. I yeah. love the new characters, which is not to say well written. No. We're not saying that. No. But but also, if you have not played through Resident Evil 6, um, w- imagining the uh, Piers Chris storyline as a gay romance, you have so not played fantastic. Resident Evil yeah. 6. No, go, go back, back and do it. play it again, read the subtext, they're in love, it's, oh my god, it's the worst, oh, it's the best. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that was Resident Evil. Resident though. Evil, the franchise. Gotcha. <laughs> well, um, specifically 1, 2, Veronica, <laughs> 4, and 7. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, my number 10 uh, is uh, probably, I mean, it's one of the best known on this list. Um, jumping over to the Super Nintendo, Super Metroid. Yeah, no, no, um, no. I love me some Metroidvania side-scrolling. Uh, the exploration aspects are so great. Um Super Metroid, uh, it's another narrative light game. What am I doing? Um, I but it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's really incredible. It's, I mean, you can make a case for Metroid yeah, doing it, a lot for like story and world building in with, level design. Yeah, in level design, less less on the text side of things. Um, it, I, I don't feel like. I mean, I know. Uh, um, uh, I, I mean, I very much enjoyed uh, the Metroid games that followed. It, but Super Metroid, man, is just this masterclass in in game design. That's pretty legit. Again, um, I do not really do side scrolling or platforming specifically in a side scrolling. Yeah, I can do three D platforming fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be super into side scrolling games. Like I've tried. I shame. have played um, Castlevania with you. Yeah, I have played Metroid. 
Well, playing ca- uh, playing that one like multiplayer Castlevania game is how I discovered that you did not know how to side-scrolling <laughs> platform. <laughs> but uh, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love I love the medium. I I would go. I mean, I'd love to play a solid side scroller um, any day of the week. But uh, but Super Metroid is is about as good as they get. Cool. Okay, I I know like. There was at one point I was really struggling to find something on my list that I thought you wouldn't have, and I don't know why, because there's a lot on here. <laughs> um, so specifically, uh, my next one is Mario Party. Um, specifically, two. Yeah, that's um, not on my list. Yeah, no, um, Mario Party two. For, that's for I think three is what lots of people love. Two for me was the height. That was it. It had the best mini games, the best maps. Oh my god. Um, it was, I played that game. So I just would go in and play the mini games. We wouldn't even play the board game. We'd just <laughs> go in and pick our favorite mini games and play them. Side note, that's what we did with Pokemon Stadium too. That's all we did with Pokemon Stadium is play the mini games. We never battled. But, uh, You guys are probably noticing a trend that, uh, that a lot of the fondest memories we have are of local multiplayer games. Yeah, um, it was, that's a big deal for us. But, uh, but yeah, uh, um, I, I've, I, my experiences with the Mario Party, Party uh, franchise um, have been a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I've played a little bit of two. I don't think it's one of the ones I, I played a whole lot of. Um, but essentially, like, the main difference between Mario Party games is the different minigames. So. Yeah, they got into weird territories there is the whole gamecube era where it's so much button mashing so much button mashing well and then there was the uh um the which one of them they decided where everyone would move around the board in like the same yeah there was like thing. a later one yeah. i don't keep up with them know. anymore um, um i'm not a huge fan of the later iterations but oh my god too yeah uh so i don't, I don't know how much i have to add but peach is my main peach forever <laughs> go <laughs> all right uh so next on my list is uh, an indie game, uh, which is really nice, because I actually don't think I have very many on here. Uh, but um, an indie game by uh, Supergiant Games called Transistor. A really gorgeous, isometric uh, action RPG with a like weird kind of variation on the like Fallout VAT system where you can pause the game to like select what you do. Um, but it does, it marries that with this weird sort of risk reward where every time you do that, you're like vulnerable for a little bit. If you get, uh, if you, uh, lose all your HP. Um, but then it also has this amazing chip system where you get these new abilities that are like these chips that you can equip to your character, uh, or to your sword, I think. Um, and you can, uh, put them in different combinations. So like every chip can be played as a new ability you can use, or it can be something that amplifies an ability. So you can play it on an ability to make that ability better in some way. Um, or you can play it as a passive. So you like that chip system is one of the best bits of game design I think I've ever seen. Um, it also has a gorgeous, uh, like cyberpunk fairy tale story going for it. Uh, yeah, I've only kind of watched you play this game. I haven't played it myself, so. Um, and the soundtrack yeah. is yeah, spot I remember on. the soundtrack is, is bomb. <laughs> Plops to the soundtrack. Plops to the soundtrack. Bloop. Um, so yeah, uh, Transistor, uh, highly recommended. Ten out of ten. They're all they're all ten out of ten. It's it's oh my top my twenty-one game. Okay. Um. Uh. Shoot. Let me do. Oh, I haven't done this one. Um, another horror game. This is actually going to be weirdly too. 
because okay so a a dead space dead space is a really solid horror game um there are lots of reasons it's solid but i do want to bring up an old i'm pretty sure it was on playstation 2 game called run like hell which is basically dead space <laughs> like i don't know if you haven't played it if you play a person on a little ship that crashes into a big ship that's been taken over by zombie like aliens that you then have to kill and it sounds a lot like dead space yeah it is a lot like dead just space. without the dismembering mechanic yeah I um, maybe i maybe <laughs> D- now okay so so uh robbie's big into horror games i enjoy horror games uh but i'm 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 kind of a snob about them they're very few that I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, that one, that one's really that one's really good. I feel like a lot of them lose the horror in the like in the gameplay. Um yeah, Dead, Dead Space, Space is one of those ones that I I take my hat off to. Yeah. It is fantastic. Amazing sound design. The first one. You can yeah, the first one. specifically. <laughs> specifically Dead Space um, 1. We had fun with the other two, but yeah, we, um, but they weren't good. The first yeah, um and the first one does not have a strong narrative at all. It's at all we'll just uh, end there all, all uh, i feel like almost every horror game in existence just throws the horror the narrative away yeah. with the exception of the previous one on your list yeah no, no. um <clears throat> i could make cases for resident evil resident evil at least like has some like fun twists and you're like going somewhere and sometimes it I feel like before it got carried away you're right um yeah but <laughs> yeah dead space storyline whatever um, but oh my god, level design, the oh. idea, it ruined elevators for me. The idea of games. making you feel safe and then violating that sense of safety. And it did it so many different so creative many ways. ways. Oh my god. It would make you feel safe in an area you've already been just to throw more things at you. It would throw things at you during elevator sequences. Uh, Watch me, oh. it, it, it's, it's truly fantastic. It, it would use the, the vacuum of space to make things completely, like almost completely silent. Yes, so you silent. couldn't hear when things which, were coming at yeah, you because, because the sound, which worked because the sound design was so good yes. because, but also enemies would sneak up on you, which was, there'd be a loud enemy in front of you and then you'd kill it. And there'd be one sneak up behind you. You had to always look over your shoulder. Yeah. Which the only problem is, especially by like the third game, we were expecting that, that sort well, of thing. But um, yeah. Um, so like every time we'd kill something, we'd turn around yeah. to check. I would be. I don't remember much about Run Like Hell, but when I played Dead Space, I was like, "This feels familiar." And then eventually, I was like, "Oh yeah, there was this game on PlayStation Two, I think, called Run Like Hell." And um, I really want to look that up now and try and figure out exactly how similar it was. See how many of the developers were the same, because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that one off the top of my head, but I, I, I I'd wager probably <laughs> some of the same dev team. All right, throw yes, it back my yes, way. Yes, go. All right, so anyone who knows anything about me knows that I'm a pretty big fan of the Japanese role-playing game, and uh, one that I think is just impeccable is the PlayStation Two uh, <laughs> space opera Xenosaga Episode One. Episode One. <clears throat> so, on my list. so um, Xenosaga Episode One with honor. I've got honor, uh, parentheses honorable mentions to Xenogears and Xenosaga Episode Three. Yeah, Xenogears is bomb. Z- uh, Xenosaga Episode Three is the distinction of the only game I think I've ever beaten that never left my disc tray. Once I put it in, it, I just <laughs> beat the game and then went away. But uh, but Episode One is far and away the best one. The musical score by uh, the oh wonderful God. Yatsunori Mitsuda. Uh. Um, the uh, the the game. It so Xenosaga would do the do the thing where first off it would it does warning for anyone interested in playing it. It will give you. 
20 plus minutes of cutscenes followed by virtually no gameplay followed by 20 plus minutes of but cut if scenes. you're not into it then go home yeah no it's it's, it's so good. it's this massive sweeping narrative uh the uh the battle system oh it's so the good even is, even if i did figure out how to break the hell out of that such battle a system. solid jrpg um, battle system in it, terms of pacing it's a turn-based battle system that you can rack up combos to get more hits that then boost uh, get your boost gauge full so you can then interrupt the turn order with one of your characters and uh when i beat the game the final boss got one turn i i <laughs> i uh figured out how to break the crap out of that system the uh also side note i spent probably 25 plus hours playing the in-game trading card game uh i did not that so was, that's was, not for me that trading card game was deceptively fun <clears throat> but um but yeah no uh it's, i'm it's criminal that we don't have an hd collection of that series yet uh and um and they're they're all great, but uh, Xenosaga Episode One. It was okay. is- yeah, and because it was on my list, I have my own story about this because this was a game I bought like PlayStation Two is my second system because <laughs> I'm a baby. But um, oh my god, I'm not though. I'm old now. Yeah, we're we're the, old. Oh, there are people who never I'm older played than PlayStation you. Two. My first okay. system was an NES. But I I bought Xenosaga when I was a wee babe who like bought titles based on like whether the the cover looked cool and um and the cover looked cool we all we all bought games yeah but i'm just saying that was my that was this time period in my life and i remember just like starting it and just immediately being so like engrossed in this world that i was being presented i was like what is going on i want to know and there's instantly like creepy monsters also side note i was little and it's not really a scary game but i was terrified by like the opening (laughs) level um, I did not understand JRPG mechanics well enough to, like, play well, so everything was, like, really terrifying because anything could kill me, and oh, I don't remember, like, anything about that game because I have awful long-term memory, but it was amazing. Yes, yeah, I do remember a lot about it, but I agree, it's amazing. Um, I would just load up save files and watch cutscenes, too. So, uh... So I guess that means we're jumping to my, my number seven, since it was on yeah, your list as well. Yeah, uh, I think my number seven is going to be on your list, too. Um, speaking of giant, massive space epics, uh, if anyone uh, wants to uh, do one that your consequences carry over multiple games, uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I just have Bioware <laughs> written on my list. <laughs> Um, actually, actually, um, my, my 20, number 22 was Dragon Age Inquisition. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, number seven, Mass Effect 2. 2 um, is the best. I mean, 2 so, is it's, the best. It's so good. Everyone uh, knows it. I, well, and on top of that, I'm such a sucker for the kind of, like, gathering yeah, the, party the party sequences where you're, like, going, like, well, let's scout per- uh, prospective recruits. Uh, my, my favorite movie is, uh, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which has one of those sequences as, like, the first half of the movie, more yeah, or less. it's something that will always <laughs> excite us. Um. And uh, and Mass Effect Two manages to do it, and it does it where some of them are characters you already knew, and you go and you're like, "Oh, it's you!" And uh, it's it's. Uh, it was the first one I played, so I didn't get those those moments. But... Mass Effect One was decent. Yeah, one is fine. Mass Effect Two is incredible, yeah. and then Mass Effect Three is still really it's good. Still really good. Uh, I have an honorable mention here for Mass Effect Three. Um, <clears throat> uh, which you know, uh, in spite of in spite of in spite of its controversial uh, and earnedly so controversial ending uh mass effect 3 is is still a really great game and still has some of the best moments in gaming uh that that i can remember also an amazing multiplayer an amazing multiplayer like we're not mode, even yeah. super into online 
shooter multiplayer, which is hilarious because Overwatch is on the list. But that's why Overwatch is really remarkable. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're not into online shooters. So playing... (laughs) <laughs> playing Bioware. we played mass effect 3's online so multiplayer a lot. i would play it right now well we do have we do have andromedas which we should actually <laughs> get into at some point. not as good it's I'm not sorry. as good but um, three's, uh, three's side note good. i do love andromeda yeah also. well yeah uh, andromeda i think has been horrifically overbashed and i think there's a lot to love about the game there was a l- <laughs> it was not a good launch but <laughs> but well we'll look forward to a conversation about that in a future episode yeah um but um but yeah uh mass effect 2 is my number seven okay. uh that Let's one was do one more that was also on your list i assume right yeah yeah all right uh, bioware <laughs> right, right, right. but mass effect 2 is um here. so uh uh jumping back to the super nintendo for my number six uh who who likes time traveling jrpgs oh the uh, chrono trigger, chrono trigger. Um, so okay the honorable men- with a strong strong honorable mention to chrono cross um, yeah, we'll, I think you'll hear us talk about Chrono Cross yeah. again, so, specifically Ian, because I haven't played so it. So, what day of the week I made this list determines whether or not Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger was the one on here. And at the at the end of the day, it's the dual tech dual tech battle system in Chrono Chrono Trigger yeah. that that takes it for me. Um, but man, I love both of those games so much. I mean, yeah, we talk about or we talk about amongst ourselves, and you'll learn that we talk about um, storytelling through mechanics and dual text. Okay, because character interaction is something that so often you don't. It's get. more recent, honestly. It's not until like Mass Effect and Dragon Age that we really started getting interparty conversations yes. on a regular basis in our RPGs. Yes, and and Chrono Trigger, uh, like it's like the Final Fantasy, like like Final Fantasy games. It's so easy to like assume well these characters are friends but you never really see them interact past no. their past their like main storyline bits yeah. uh where like oh look we got this character now now they're just kind of traveling with us um getting the mechanics of your team working together in combat so every like because like if you haven't played chrono trigger you cannot get through chrono trigger without using team attacks or if you do your monster yeah, um, I, don't know. I don't know why you would so much of the battle I, system i'm not going to say you can't so much of the battle system is layered behind this real this like intricate web of like different techniques switching out you so you've got a three character party if you switch out one character on that party it completely changes what abilities are at your disposal yeah. and it's so cool yeah. um also, like, you know, and that's not even not even going into the fact that it's one of the first games to offer, like, 13 or more different alternate endings. Um, the uh, uh, <laughs> Robbie uh, did not even realize uh, what he had, uh, that, that he was on the path to one of the not main endings when he played like through. the first ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I was just yeah. like, I'm going to go kill the thing because yeah. they said we could kill the thing. <laughs> and, yeah. And then um, that was the end. Was like, and, oh. like... He, massive amounts of the game like like once you can go fight the final boss there's still like half the game not quite yeah. half almost half the game is, is just lot. going and doing all the like wrapping up all the other sort storylines first uh and it radically affects the game's ending um yeah uh chrono trigger man and the soundtrack all-time class oh and yeah the yatsunori mitsuda like, again the, the, the graphics like oh. when we talk about old and chrono cross the soundtrack is also yatsunori mitsuda yatsunori yeah. if it's composed by yatsunori mitsuda it's a great soundtrack that's all there is to it okay but yeah uh kira toriyama's um, art for the character designs is fantastic and so yeah. i guess i have to pick one now because yep. that wasn't 
Um, I'm gonna throw out. Let's keep it on the JRPG. I'm gonna throw out Tales of Vesperia. Tales of Vesperia. I'm so okay. So I'm legitimately upset that a Tales game did not make this list, but none of them were quite like like in actual like one to one comparisons. Yeah. If you're a gamer, you probably hate the Tales series, but let me tell you, you're wrong. You are wrong (laughs) because again, local multiplayer wins the day. Why don't more JRPGs have or like RPGs in general have local multiplayer options? I don't know. Because the Tales series. demand but there should be there should be there there is for us uh the uh the tales series has played through all of them together the a lot of them yeah um a lot of the ones that came stateside yeah like the ones we could feasibly play together um but uh but yeah i love the tales franchise tales of vesperia has that like uplifting uh like party like sense of like unity within the party it has one of the best casts with um, some of the best interplay has uh, one of the better main characters best uh <laughs> best romance in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> look uh which is yuri and flynn are yeah, definitely if you have played tales of vesperia and not shipped yuri and flynn and you have not played tales of vesperia <laughs> read the subtext um but yeah uh the the Tales series is great, and Tales of Asperia is is one of the one of the great the ones. Has the best animal sidekick. Um, Abyss would be the one I'd opt for, but like Asperia is up there. Yeah. For me, Abyss was really good, but Abyss has more shortcomings to me than Asperia. Okay. Like things that I didn't like. But and we're currently playing through things. Tales of Berseria. Yeah, Tales of Berseria and Zesteria. Well, we couldn't pick. We have one. a problem. But um, <laughs> uh, I do miss the good old days where we would voice all the characters, but now yeah, they're all voice everything's all voice the time. acted, which is which is fine, fine. But, but we used to used to do our own voices. Yeah, I gave, that was Z- what was the pink guy's name from Zelos? I gave him like the most flamboyant southern gay accent. It was magical. <laughs> Anyway, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this one. Uh, we got one more episode. It's probably gonna go a little over time, but top one five. more episode for our top five. There is uh, no such thing as time. Ian. Time <laughs> doesn't exist. You're just having a nice conversation with us as Indeed. friends. That is usually around twenty minutes long. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, as always, I'm Ian. I'm Robbie. And this is the Ratatos Games podcast. Signing off. Bye.